Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. We ready? I think we're ready, my man. I think we've been ready. All right, welcome to season two of the Know Thyself Podcast. Crazy. I'm here with Daniel Powinski. Hello. I'm Eduardo Manteca. And uh, man, we've been waiting for this. Uh, I know we took some time off in order to arrange everything and to really set an agenda for the, the following season. And I couldn't be happier to be sitting here in front of Daniel and, and kick things off with um, with the first episode of of the season. So, you know... We, we had a lot of discussion as to how we wanted to go about this and what we wanted to bring up. And Daniel and I met a few times um, in the off season to sort of make this list. And, you know, when Daniel and I sit, we sort of openly discuss what would be the best approach to um, to bring up, you know, these topics that we haven't brought up in the, in the last season. And there's a lot of great questions and a lot of great discussions we've had with with our fans and we're so thankful for all your suggestions. And so that sort of led us to shape up um, what we're about to, you know, introduce for the next season. And what we're really going to be looking at more than anything is the idea of creation, the beginning and the origins of the beginning uh, and the beginning being like the concept of time and more specifically within the Bible and really talk about, you know, the books of the Bible and then sort of, have this pinnacle that we, you know, come to with, with Gnosticism. Mm -hmm. And so we've had to sort of work that out. And thanks to Daniel, um, you know, we were able to sort of put this together in a way that hopefully from here until the last episode of the season, we'll have a linear perspective on, on the beginning and then where it falls into the next um, into the next chapter. Right. And, and with that being said, I mean, we're going to go ahead and, and bring up, you know, the idea of not just, uh, the Bible, but more specifically a phrase in the Bible that we find a lot, uh, which is the idea of I am. Right. And I'm, I'm very excited for that because, uh, one of the people that I will be quoting a lot, um, from, or will be sort of, um, mentioning on this episode will be, um, a new thought researcher by the name of uh, Novelle Goddard, um, who wrote um, on the Bible and also wrote about mysticism and, and the self-help. And, you know, one of the, the best things that I, I saw, he's got many quotes, but I saw within his readings, there's a quote that, that says, um, change your conception of yourself and you will automatically change the world in which you live. Do not try to change people. They are only messengers telling you who you are. Revalue yourself and they will confirm the change. And I really like that quote because, you know, one of the reasons we even started having these discussions on this podcast was that these discussions that Daniel would always and I would always have always sort of related to bettering ourselves and hopefully connecting with more on a level that we can help one another by having these discussions, but also openly taking suggestions as to how to formulate uh, 
better ideas as to how to like move forward through life and do the right thing and and um be be great humans like the great humans that listen to this podcast and so um again i have a ton of questions for daniel as i always do if you're new to the podcast welcome uh, if you haven't heard um daniel and i um you know, have these discussions prior to this first episode, I, I definitely recommend going back to the first season. And, you know, we disclose a lot of things along the way about how we formulate these these episodes and how they're really just our opinions on research that you can find yourself. You know, these are, these are discussions that have been going on um, for a very long time, way before Daniel and I even decided to, you know, really take a deep dive into the esoteric and mysticism that we bring up on the podcast. So um, again, welcome if you're new and let's get started, man. Yeah. Awesome, my man. Perfect introduction. Um, and I love how you brought up the the research, uh, Navelle, because he he's going to be a really fascinating character because he's really going to help us break down this approach of when we look at the Bible, especially if we're looking at the Old Testament with the Hebrew looking at the numbers at the same way and knowing that every letter in the Hebrew alphabet represents a number and it correlates with a number. So it's it's one giant math equation as well as when we're looking at the Bible. And, you know, as we start breaking down the universe, we see that the universe is made up of numbers, right? It's, it's the language of God is what they've always kind of counted mathematics. And of course, we're going to see that representation in these 66 books dedicated to the infinite, right? And that's what we're really going to kind of approach. Um, and he does such a great job. There was so many good, really great thinkers that came out of that whole new thought movement with um, him and Emmett Fox, like we spoke about before, and Ernest Holmes. But he's, Navelle Goddard is really going to spearhead the idea of looking at the Bible for information. So new thought, sometimes they kind of concentrate on Christianity, and that's what you hear as like Christian scientist. Mm. Um, like Jim Henson was a Christian scientist, um, and that's why the Muppet movies kind of have these deeper aspects to them, and the Muppets have these deeper aspects, because aware of this information, right? right. Um, and then some of these new thought um, aren't going to so much focus on Christianity and kind of look at all the religions um, and all the spiritual practices, but it really doesn't really doesn't matter. But just to kind of give context of what they're looking at, what really separates him is he was such a biblical scholar. His ideas really soul and give life to the Bible, right? And it really kind of takes it in and starts to really put that pressure on yourself, not so much the pressure, but that internal realization that this is not a secular history. This is not the history of the world. This is not a history book. This is this is your autobiography. And I think he has a, a whole lecture, and that's what the title is, right? The Bible mm -hmm. is your autobiography. And that's exactly what we're going to be getting into, and that's what we're going to be kind of looking at these next weeks, we're going to, you know, after we get done with I Am Today, we're going to approach Genesis, and then we're going to approach all these major books in the Bible, and we're going to make ourselves from the Old Testament into the New Testament. We're going to kind of see that transformation, because the Old Testament is um, very much manifested in the New Testament. So that's why we start with the Old, so we can kind of see the roots of this, and then we're going to see this manifestation come out through the New Testament, and then the New Testament is the Old Testament is completely hidden within it. So you kind of do it from this um, 
as you were on one side, you learn about the other side. Excellent. We're going to see this connection come through that when you leave, read the Bible in a literal you know, expression, you're not going to get this information because this isn't a secular history. These characters aren't really so much characters. These are representations of your own psyche and your own consciousness. And all the characters in the Bible are part of that drama, um, and this drama is happening within you. So all these characters are actually you, and that's what's going to be so important about kind of moving into this study and really starting to dis- decipher these stories as, no, this is this is the story of your consciousness. This right. is the story of your beginning. In creation, like when we talk when we talk about Genesis and we'll get to the creation of everything, this isn't the creation of the universe it's talking about because we know the creator says, I am the alpha, I'm the omega, like there's, I am beyond time. So this isn't the creation of him or it. This is the creation of you Mm -hmm. and you partake in this. And this is really where this I am is going to come from. And this is why it's so powerful. And it's the, it's the most powerful phrase that we have. Um, And again, with so much, with great power comes great responsibility. And we're going to even see as this conversation kind of unfolds, how we use this great tool to actually hurt ourselves and to work ourselves against, because it's so powerful. If you don't know how to use it correctly, it is going to cause negativity to you because your God part of creation, that's the creator, thinks this is what you want when you put a certain phrase beyond behind I am. Correct. Right. And that's what we're going to kind of get into. So um, it's pretty interesting that at the turn of that 20th century you had all these individuals wanting to like really explore the unconscious but it's great that this individual here uh, Navel Goddard actually goes no like you kind of have a map here mm-hmm. as to how to reach that 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 level of understanding who you are where right. I think others kind of bypass that uh, at times and we're like no no I'm, I'm discovering these new yes um, concepts of, of the unconscious and it's like well mm, Okay. So I like that he kind of like sort of not snuck in around there, but he kind of just decided to say, no, like there's, there's something we can really use here. And that is the Bible right. to, to direct, you know, what you may not know about, you know, the self and then how to operate within, right. you know, those, those ideas. Everything you, know? you need to know. Right. In that exactly. book, right. Yeah. So yeah, man. And you bring up a great point because how we even study history now we only championed the winners and material scientists won, not because it was a superior theory, but that was this theory that was funded by finances. That was the theory that's funded by the military. The government doesn't want you believing in right. anything more powerful than it, right? Because it wants to be the I am. Right. right. Um, so Good point. So, we, so there was a lot of individuals. The occult scientist was exploding after the 19th century, like people like having the conversations that we're having. I know like the new age movement really wants to say like, this is new, but this isn't new. These, yes. these, these were exploding. These theosophy was growing, right? You had um, the brotherhood of light was establishing something in Los Angeles. You have the philosophical research society with Manly P. Hall. These were like huge organizations that had periodicals that were going out. They were connecting with communities um, really, really powerful. Even you making know. movies, right? We talk about even, the, the Wizard of Oz with Even Frank making Bong, movies, like, right? You know. Which was he completely theosophically right. motivated. Like, you can't even just, like, 
you can't even argue against it once that information right. is presented to you. There's no way you're going to be like, oh yeah, this this movie is about currency. Like, <laughs> it's not. It is about currency, but just not the physical currency. Right. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what we're we're kind of approaching. So yeah, I think that's great to kind of realize and to kind of go back and like look at those Rudolf Steiners, look at those Manly P. Halls like we speak about. But there's these huge power players right around that to- turn of the the century, you know, Polanski, who have so much amazing research um, that just doesn't make any of the history books. Yeah, you know, and we just get this prepackaged five cents. Um, you know, altar of science kind of response to people. But like, even like when I have to like turn on my phone and it pulls up like a, a Google like ad or like article and it knows that I'm like Google spies on me. So it knows I'm interested in consciousness. So it brings up stuff. It's just so funny to watch these postmodern materialist scientists mm-hmm. try to talk about consciousness because they are coming from it from a five sense reality and it's just like it's almost hysterical right you know because they're just like oh it's just a it's just a malfunction in the brain you're like okay so it's just this malfunction in the brain that is like doing this like oh it's a byproduct of this and this and it's just so funny how physical science loves to you know say like how it's everything but there's so much that physical science can't explain right now and it's not until they connect with that more esoteric aspect of it that will actually get the more full complete picture correct you know moving forward yeah um, in order to to navigate a little better without the the um assumption that whatever they have put out there is is the all and that's mm-hmm. kind of what really frustrates me with doing all this research is that people are putting this this out there kind of like you're saying about what you find on google as the end all be all like oh you want to you want to read about this stuff like here you go yeah. it basically this is how it's it a starts feed exactly. top 10 down of exactly. what consciousness could be exactly yeah. so um dude, man dude I, <laughs> I hate to go out on a tangent right no, now. no go on a tangent um i remember once he, hearing uh it was like some kind of like postmodern like materialistic response to the afterlife Hmm. and this person and i remember hearing people talking about this and they were getting excited and i was just like this is the stupidest idea i've ever heard and they were talking about in the afterlife it's like a waiting area and you have to stay in this waiting area until you're forgotten about right and so they were saying how if you were it was just so amazing how sinister sinister this actually theory really was when you really started to think about it because how they made it sound was you're like almost stuck in this purgatory as long as your name is still used in the world so you have to kind of wait for all your loved ones to pass away and stuff like that before you like pass on to whatever right and it's like this waiting room and they were saying how there's this this farmer who's like stuck there because of some kind of thing um and they, they can't leave because like this town was named after this farmer and stuff and these like hipsters are talking about this at this bar like just so gung-ho about how this is like this could be the idea and you're like every famous person in the world is stuck in that room oh my gosh like they they, they were like talking about this farmer because this town was named after him i'm like what about gandhi what about george washington what about martin luther anybody's name that we use all the time like they're all stuck in the, why that room's probably great. Like I would just hang out in that room. You know what I mean? Like there's probably great ideas in that room, but it was just like this postmodern kind of idea. Cause there was, 
it's just like ideas that they throw against the wall and they felt like this is the most hip the one, one that's, that's stuck this this is what's stuck and this is what they wrote this like buzzfeed thing on and there's like all these comments to people being like oh this could be so true and you're like how could it be true like how so what the what this is actually trying to get you to do is try not to be important try not to get yourself remembered and just try to be a nobody, just fall in line. Right. Because you don't want to be stuck in this waiting room if people know your name. Well, it's interesting that you would even bring this up because uh, what I like about you bringing this up is this this goes to a full circle about what we're going to talk about with regards to I am. Right. So what you are inside is not what you are on the projection of yourself. And the projection of yourself is a name that's given to you. Now, the name can resonate to who you are internally, but it's not everything that encompasses you. So just for your name Mm -hmm. being said over and over, it's such a like, ah, that's such a backwards way of, of looking at like the whole thing that made you what you are as far as connected to a source. It's not the mm-hmm. name that's connected to the source, but more what's inside that's connected to the source. And so for you, for anyone to think like, oh, my name's going to be repeatedly said through the next century, so I'm going to have to sit in this waiting room because people won't stop uh, saying my name is is just absurd. It's just absurd. It's just absurd, right? You know, and you did a great job to pull us back, man, because like, where was I going with that? But no, no, exactly. but that's, that's exactly where we're going with it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I actually really appreciate you bringing that up because we always say that, that, you know, this, this thing that we're using right now, as far as like an example, like Buzzfeed can just redirect, um, all your potential, your hundred percent potential is completely, uh, you know, divided up into these tiny little pieces based on articles from just a bunch of fools who are like, I'm going to put this out there and throw a spin on it. And then people are going to just say, Oh, well, if it's on this website or if it's suggested by this individual, then it must be, you know, held to truth when everyone who does speak about truth always, or will clearly explain that it's not their right or in their point of view to say, this is the end all be all. This is just another step into you discovering mm-hmm. what we are and how we are here mm-hmm. and what we are doing with our time. And so anyways, yeah, false no. claims that are just ridiculous, but well, yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things when materialists try to discuss esoteric matters, it's just not going to really work out as well And there. And this is why there's this like disconnection right now. Right. right? Um, so getting back to that topic of I am, because this is such, this is the most important phrase and it's going to be one of those things that's going to kind of distill in our minds and we're going to get a better understanding of this every kind of single day. We kind of meditate on it. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about that, but where I am really comes up in the Bible. And we're going to talk about this when we kind of break down the stories is we really get the phrase of this from Moses at first. Okay. Cause with Moses, um, you know, inquires to the burning bush. What Moses is going to discover when he asks, you know, the identity of this burning, the, of God, mm-hmm. God's response is going to be, I am. And so in this aspect, Moses discovers that God is man's awareness of being. Hmm. So I am. So God is man's awareness of being so our awareness of our own being that is the god aspect within us so that is who we express as i am okay so i am daniel i am god experiencing itself as daniel Mm -hmm. okay and this is what we're really going to get into and when we talk about genesis we're going to get a little bit more in creation but 
what we're really looking at here is the creator to create, he had to put a part of himself in the creation. Right. Right. So that's kind of what we're we're going to be kind of looking at. And we're going to be kind of looking at a few different quotes in the Bible to kind of give us this idea, ideology of what's really happening here. But the big thing we want to understand is just that Moses discovered God to be man's awareness of being. Mm-hmm. So now anytime you're looking at the Bible and as you're going through it, anytime you see the word man, okay. It's not just talking about men physically. Um, it's not just talking about women. Okay, it's talking about both because what man actually is going to represent in the Bible is going to be God. It's going to be impossible to separate the two now from the one. Okay, because the one came from it. So we came from this God creation, the reflection of itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, God painted this painting and loved the painting so much that He put Himself into that painting. Okay, he breathed the life into that painting to make it come alive like himself, to have these experiences. So what we're dealing with is this discovery that our awareness, our creativity, our inner inspiration, all of this, our imagination, like he speaks, is this is that God force that's within us. Okay. Um and we've and we've already spoken about this before. We've we've discovered these topics, especially when we were looking at like the science of the soul. And there's that part of you that says, you know, I know that there's a part of me that I can remember, and there's a part of me that I can't remember the beginning of. And mm-hmm. then there's you know that that earliest memory we can, and that's like the remember we broke up the soul into kind of two parts. You have that God aspect, and then you have the soul that records the experiences. Well, this I am is that infinite eternal part right i am alpha i am omega i am before time right this is why there's that part of you that you can't really put the finger on when you began because you never had a beginning that that small that eternal god part of you has never had a beginning and it will never have an ending this part of you as experiencing god like i am daniel i am god experiencing itself as daniel that had a beginning point. That starts in Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's the that's the start of your individualized creation. Okay, but prior to that, you were back home at one before the fall. Right, right. And then you heard the greatest story of all time, right? And you had this internal realization and this beauty and this urge, your first desire, and it was God working through you to desire to experience, right? right, And that's where the fall happens. It's this desire to experience because God has fallen so in love with the painting that he wants to experience the painting. And the only way for him to experience himself is he has to make himself into the shadow, and that is you. And so we are the shadows with the light shining through, Mm. right? So this I am is that light behind um, the shadow. And it's the light behind everything. And it's that connection we have it's and it's just such a powerful powerful essence um and so what we're really getting here and this is something we saw in alchemy we've seen this before we've talked about this in all the subjects but it's that this this god is not apart from oneself right so there's no more god in the clouds and we kind of broke that through like what the first second episode of the first season right you can't be looking in the clouds with a man with a beard for your god 
This God is internal, right? You are this God. You are the God manifest, right? And now we're going to start to see just how important that term I am is because I am really is just your awareness of being. That's you gaining control of, if we break the word down, human being, right? Human is the biological component. Being is the conscious component. Being is the philosophy. Being is this esoteric study. And that is God, right? So God to be man's awareness of being. And that's where we're going to find that. And that's where this term I am roots from. And then we can take it from so many different places. Right. 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 No, well said. I really like how you just sort of... um tied that all up and in the end for for us to kind of move forward with the, with the actual idea of i am and and i'm just excited to to go into even just the aspects of imagination and what right. that really means um with regards to being that um self-aware or having that self-awareness of of what it means to be and and what to say when you follow the words i am right you know? right yeah and you know and it's so perfect because like now when you and if you if you haven't looked through the Bible in a while, or maybe you just looked through the Bible, go back through as we have this conversation, right? And look at every time it's saying man, he's actually talking about God. And if every time he's talking about God, he's actually talking about you, because this story is you. Like, right. You can literally run up to somebody right now and be like, oh my gosh, I just read the most fantastic story, and you were the star. Right, right, and you could literally hand them the Bible, and they'd be like, "You're the star of the story," and they're going to be like, "You're crazy." And they'll be like, <laughs> "No, you're the star of the story." You know, even if you did this to some like Christians, they're actually going to take offense to that. They'll be like, "No, no," because they have to separate that. Right? How dare you say that? This is Jesus, the Lord and Savior, who died for my sins. And you're like, "No, no, no," you are Jesus. You are the Son making manifest the Father. Right? So. What we're doing is, again, God is not apart from oneself. So there's that God in the clouds is no more. Um, and so we really want to claim God as our awareness. And that's what we're really looking to do with this I am. I am, I am. If I can say I am, that means I'm partaking in creation. If I'm partaking in creation, that means I'm a creator. If I'm a creator, that means I partake in God, right? So I and my Father are one. And that's going to be another quote that we're going to hear. I and my Father are one but my father greater than I. Hmm. And so what he's talking about here is consciousness being God is the father. Right. So consciousness being God is the father. The thing that you are conscious of being is the son. So consciousness is the father, but what you're uh, the aspect of bearing witness of this consciousness is the sonner, is the son. So bearing witness of the father. So the maker is greater than its creation, but it yet remains in its creation. So why we saw the Son is the Son is bearing witness to the Father. So the Son of God bears witness to the Father, which is consciousness. So that's why the Son of God, I and my Father are one. This is, this is a mantra. This is not a statement about Jesus making the statement about his Father. Mm -hmm. This is your mantra. I and my Father are one, but my Father is greater than I. And that's that idea of that highest self. The high, right. you know, and that's what you're working towards. That's the capital S, right? And that's what we're kind of working through, through our aligning our perspective so the son is in deeper alignment with the father. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So perfect. So, um, so 
if we really are starting to look, so if we look at those those things, the I am, I am my father, I and my father are one. Heaven is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. You believe in God, believe also in me. Okay, this is the lower self to the true self. Okay, this is, you believe in God, believe also in me. This is, this is your, your higher sh- self trying to instruct your lower self. Hmm. Okay, so we're just kind of climbing that ladder. The kingdom of God is within you. So everything we're trying to look at, and I know this is nothing too new, but it's good just to kind of reiterate it to get us back on this starting point. But everything is happening internally inside us. Right. All of these processes, all of the myths, all of the stories of history, everything is happening inside, right? All the demons, all the angels, they're all happening within. And it's when we externalize the spiritual development, when we externalize the events in our life, we pull ourselves away from that true kingdom, right? right? And we get so wrapped up in other things, and we get so wrapped up in this outward expression, Right. I am a school teacher. Right. So I am a school teacher. So when people say, what do you do? I say, I am a school teacher. That's, that's incorrect. I am an individual whose experience is teaching school, but I am not a school teacher. I right. am, period. You know, I am God experiencing Daniel, you know, period. But we use this term um, to denote stuff that's, not that important, right? Like what we do for this like physical fiat currency, which is really not that important. Um, and we also use this very powerful phrase to uh, denote our emotion, right. right? Which is great when it's, I am grateful. I am ecstatic. You know, I am, I am so happy to be here with you, right? God is so happy to be here with you, which is him, right? <laughs> we just yeah. all together. Um but we can also use that negatively, right? right? Like, I am depressed. I am sad. And just think about how easy sometimes it is to use those words and how we kind of want to go back and reflect and be like, why is it easier for me to just, you know, by instinct say, I am depressed or I am sad so much easier than I am happy. And I almost am like cautious about like, well, am I happy? And I really think about it. Right. And by the time I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm sad. Right. right. Um, why is it so easy? Why don't we use these very, very powerful words, which are just told in the Bible as this is the name of God, so it's got to have some sort of power to it, and we use it to denote, you know, these lower negative vibrations on ourselves. And exactly. It's, it's almost motivated, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's not encouraged to say or to make such a claim as you are in the positive more than it is on the negative. Because on the negative, people gain power as they listen to what you have to say about what you're lowering your standards to. So you say, I am having a tough time is more encouraged than I will surpass this tough time. Mm -hmm. Because then people will stop you and say, well, you're lying in within ignorance right now because you don't know that. And so you're never encouraged as much as you should be to overcome what is such a small uh, issue in your life or, or, or something that may or may not have gone the way you intended for it. But by using the word I am in a negative sense, people don't really, they don't, you find less people trying to say, no, you're so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not just this one emotion or this one issue occurring. 
you don't find that. You find people mostly saying, well, you'll, you'll get through it. And I'm the one who's going to be telling you how you're going to get through that when we're all part of the same. And as we're talking about the word I am, I, I constantly think about an example we brought up in the last season is just always being, you know, we're just walking each other home. Mm-hmm. But also if we're all the droplets from the same ocean and ocean being the entire idea of God and God consciousness, um, you know, when we individualize ourselves from that greater uh, ocean into just these single droplets, you know, you get further and further away from, you know, the one mass that you came from. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I am falls into that same principle. You know, you should say things about yourself that lie in positivity and not negativity, but again, society and the way we've lived has allowed us to segregate ourselves more and more from that greater, um, that greater, uh, uh, pull that we come from Mm -hmm. by just saying i am all these negative things and you know i am not being understood what it really um can do for your potential and and that's where i think it it, any of these things that we talk about uh as we we will go on with the second season will be found a lot more as far as like even the the word i am i I meant to say this but it's like found in like 300 times in the bible it's Mm -hmm. just you know so it's like we're going to start unraveling a lot of the meaning behind that and and what really um, means to, to make that claim before you go and just say, I am, and then follow it with something that is so, so false and also so much into a uh, place of a lower vibration. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been allowed forever. You know, it's an allowed being that your peers just sort of like, mm-hmm. instead of, instead of guiding you the other way, just kind of let you just say it and make a claim on it when it's just maybe the one day or that one moment in time that you're mm-hmm. feeling this way. It's not everything right. that encompasses you. Right. You know? And it's such a definite statement. I yes. Am. That's, that's really what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Cause I, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's such a definite statement. Yeah. Yeah. And we just kind of just throw it. Yes. We just throw it around. Um, and it's just, and I get that if that's like the the thing that we really kind of want to try to instill today is just, you know, just how powerful this statement is, because I am the voice that even states that I am is that energy that's not anywhere, but everywhere, right? And even the I am when it's, you know, I am the alpha, I am the mega, I am before time, mm. you know? And like that's one of the things that's just so fascinating, because for for consciousness to happen, for experience to happen, we need time, space, and matter, right? So we need, because if you don't, you know, if you have just space and matter, you know, when did the event happen, right? right? If you have space and matter, if you have time and space, where did, when did it, like, what, what, what happened, what was the form it went through, mm-hmm. you know? And then like space, where did it happen? So you need all these things in the, you need the when, where, and what kind of coming together at the same time. It's like this trinity. So this I am is really dealing with that aspect of the I am that we remember is when this trinity came into place for us, when we came into this time, space, matter continuum, right? And we learned that through Genesis, right? right? But again, people don't read Genesis like it's their birth. They read Genesis like it's the birth of, creation and Mm -hmm. this is how creation happened but 
there was an energy that had to do that behind creation. And that's part of this I am as well. So this this eternal aspect, even beyond the powerful aspect of it. So this I am is really powerful because we're partaking in creation, but the wisdom that has to come from something that's beyond time is unfathomable, mm. right? It's impossible for us to even... Um, you know, put our little little brains to to understand the wisdom of before time, right? Because we can't even we can't even place something like we can't really fathom in our minds something that's not within the time zone, right. within like the timeline, right? Or like something to manifest in some place that's not space. Like we can't even like make that happen in our minds for us to even think about it. We've created space, we've created matter, we've created time in our minds to do that. True. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we just have this, this infinite eternal aspect of this I am that adds to the power of this statement. Okay. It's the, it's the wisdom of everything. It's the power of everything. It's, it's what's behind everything. It's what's behind creation. Um, and, we're just being guided and instructed through this entire Bible on how to use I am correctly, right? Because, you know, one thing we always see too is it's not so much that they want a bunch of whole, like the universe needs holy individuals. It needs needs people who are spiritual, it needs people who are holy, but it really needs creators and innovators and imagination like we were speaking about earlier. Mm -hmm. This is why creation created was for this aspect, was for this expression. We're expressive beings. So, you know, we do want to be holy and we want to have the highest moral code we possibly can. And we always want to be advancing that moral code and more greatly defining it. But one of the biggest things that the Bible is calling upon for us is to take on that role of being a creator. Yeah. Right? Being that master builder other than an instruction follower. And that's something that's completely lost in modern you know, exoteric Christianity today. Mm -hmm. The idea of being a creator and like, why was your God, a, why was your prophet a carpenter if we weren't supposed to be creators? Like he's literally a physical builder. Right. Right. And what are we literally doing? We're master builders. We're trying to do the great work. Like everything starts to come in to get in, in the context. Everything kind of comes into focus. Um, and so taking I am and really gaining a relationship with it. And I think that's the best way for us to, because there's nothing, there's nothing we can say in this podcast to really get you to understand this I am statement. Just like when most of the time we get messages back from all you amazing people, it's not so much these words that come, you're not, it's never as the comment like, you said this word and my whole life changed. It was no, I listened to the podcast and then I went to the park or I went on a hike two days later, three days later, and I stopped in my tracks because all of a sudden I had this like wave of understanding that came over me. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for that. You, why, why would you thank me for that? Like I, I gave you, I just opened up that door, but you're the one that carried that in your consciousness. You're the one that, you know, has worked on yourself this entire time that you're in the grocery store in the produce section. And you just have this like, overcoming download of information. Right. And then you come and you, and you try, try to thank us. And it's like, well, thank you so much for letting us know, but that wasn't us. That was, that was I am. Mm -hmm. That was you. 
that was actually the real you. And like, thank you for sharing that information with me because a lot of times you guys give me huge downloads that I'm just like, it gives me a download and then I'm like, I'm a puke right here. Like, <laughs> I'm at a coffee shop and I'm just like blowing my mind right now. But um, but there's no thank you that needs because that was you. That's your, right. that's that eternal self that's within you. And when we awaken, when we go through this awakening process and it's such a term right now, like, hey, are you woke? Are you woke? awakening just think about it what it means the awakening the spiritual awakening is the awakening of god within you mm-hmm. it's not you awaking up to the spiritual universe you're in you've always been in that spiritual universe the awakening is the awakening of god within you okay Correct. and this is a process this isn't a i'm just not just all of a sudden i'm woke and i can wear beads and i don't have to wear shoes you know what i mean like and i'm just like under this context now because this waking thing is a blossoming thing it's like full expression that never stops perfecting itself mm-hmm. so really gaining a good relationship with i am you know and even if you're you're in a tough situation and you know i am i am and just kind of keep that mantra i am aware i am here i am now i am here i am now I am here, I am now. Great way to kind of keep that mindfulness, keep the presence moments. But the best mantra that I love to say when people says like, what do you do? Or tell me about something. I am becoming. So that's it's my favorite phrase to put after I am because it gives respect to the phrase of I am, not to say like, I am incarnate, like I am God incarnate. No, because I know I have a lot of work to do. Right. I know even if I worked all day, every day for the rest of my life, I would still just scratch the surface of what it means to express divinity consciousness. Mm -hmm. So I am becoming. And that's like the mantra I really want to take through this whole second season is I am becoming. Well, what are we becoming? We're becoming better people. We're becoming, you know, deeper individuals. We're becoming more empathetic. We're becoming higher on the ordeals and connections with, all of consciousness. Right. I am becoming. And that's really the best phrase. Um, and I'm sure you guys are going to send me in some other ones that are going to be just as insightful. And if there's one that kind of, you know, resonates with you a little bit more, but I really feel like I am becoming helps me in the good moments and the challenging moments, you know, right. and those, this past year, we both had some challenging moments. We just talked about that um, shenanigans that you went through just like a week ago, yep. right? Right before we went on, and the how did you how did you handle that situation? I am becoming. You saw that as a situation of growth. You saw this as an opportunity of, wow, I'm being tested here. How am I going to react? You know, I we missed the flight from somebody else's, you know, somebody else's reason. Like it wasn't even mine. It wasn't that I was here late. I was here on time. Some other cause. Am I going to hold that all day and be upset about it? You're like, no, I'm, I'm becoming. I'm going to take this, this event that's going to put everybody else in a bad mood, and I am going to have a little day cocktail with my fiancé at an airport. And you actually were able to give yourself into that mode to have now this memory that's probably going to be the memory that comes from that entire Tahoe trip was the airport right out there. And the, oh, yeah. the six hours that led up to the airport. 
Yep. Right. And I love what you're saying about I am becoming, you know, to, to follow that up. And what Daniel's talking about was a, a series of events that happened to me. Uh, and these things don't no- normally happen to me and they happen to me a lot more often. But one thing I had to catch myself doing, and I actually have to give full credit to my, my wonderful fiance is that she, since I've met her has always stopped me from finishing the sentence of I am. She's always done that. She's always literally stopped me when she's like, don't say that because that's not true. It's not what defines you. And it's not what, what, um, and you know, makes you as a person, but if it, there's some sort of like, um, self-destructive reward where you want to say the, the thing that you have, um, experienced. And so you say, I am overwhelmed and I'd much rather put in there, I am becoming aware of what has overwhelmed me, not to say I am overwhelmed because you're putting such a powerful period after that, that to undo that becomes more and more of an arduous task rather than just being aware that the moment at hand has become overwhelming, but you are not the overwhelming sensation that you're feeling. It's just something that's passing through you. And that's why, you know, my hat's off to you as always, because that mantra is very powerful to say, I am becoming, because you can follow that with, I am becoming aware of what has overwhelmed me. Mm -hmm. And you have now separated something from yourself and the the situation rather than let the situation rule the life. I mean, and if you don't, if you don't do that, you will continuously find yourself in the statement that you've made. You'll find yourself in that, in that place without having to, to really know how to either get yourself out of it or recognize how you even got yourself there in the first place. And then you start to curse the world. You know, you're just like, well, why is this happening to me? What have I done to deserve this? And that's just ridiculous, you know, um, to, to even do that because, you know, every, every tribulation or every kind of issue that you ever have to experience, obviously in my opinion, this is mine is, you know, meant for you to navigate, um, through the next one that's coming and at a better, uh, with a better perspective and a better attitude that hopefully will be something that opens and closes just as quickly as, as I just said that, you know, Mm -hmm. not, not linger on for the day and the next day and the next day after that quick, quick example is (laughs) I was just telling Dale before we got here, um, you know, I'm a video editor and I have a lot of clients that, you know, expect certain projects to be done at a certain time. And as I'm taking a trip, um, to really put my energy into, into the next, this next event that's coming up, uh, which is going to be my wedding with, um, with all that coming at me so fast, you know, I was becoming, uh, overwhelmed and I went to turn off my computers late at night, uh, the night before our flight and my left hand hit an empty water bottle. But in the startling of watching that water bottle fall, my right hand went to try to catch it and it knocked over a cup of coffee that was full to the top from earlier that day that I would normally not leave there. And it literally fried my laptop. There was nothing I could do and I had to fly the next day. And I let it just take over me and I was just so upset because there was no reason for that to happen. I could have actually fallen asleep without having to turn off the computers and that would have been just fine. Leaving the computer and the editor software, all that stuff on, then to, you know, but it it put me through an entire series, through the entire week that came after of recognizing um, not only how 
to navigate through this situation, but how I was not doing a good job at shaking it off because I just wanted it to be gone. Although I kept saying things like, I am overwhelmed or I am stressed. And I was just making these statements so periodically that nothing thereafter was working out, such as what Daniel just brought up in at the airport the next day. We lost our flight. I've never missed a flight and I've been all over the world. And I've had, you know, a lot of close calls, but never have I missed a flight. And so it, it really put me in into a place of paying attention. And, and it didn't just stop there. There was more things that happened throughout the trip that, you know, um, I wish I would have had a better attitude towards. But, you know, as I told Daniel, this, this hiatus that we took in order to sort of make this agenda for the second season gave me a lot of time to think about why we want to bring up these next topics, how we're going to bring up these next topics and what they do for not just Daniel and I as, as friends and, and, you know, the, the individuals who discuss these uh, esoteric philosophies on this podcast, but also for the people that are, um, I'm surrounded by and try to help them out, you know, as best as I can. So they can, they can know that they're not alone in, in what they're saying. So this this statement of I am becoming is just incredibly useful and, and I really, really appreciate it. I uh I've I've done my work as far as before this episode and listening to individuals like Brian Scott and he has a lot of great, great um breakdowns of, of different philosophers that we've talked about here and ones that we'll bring up even on the podcast in this season um, with great meditations and great um, uh, perspective from not just like the way he beautifully speaks. Uh, you can find him on YouTube, Brian Scott, but even other individuals like even today's podcast, there's a guy named um, Joseph Rodriguez without a Z. It's an S instead of a Z. And I just like listening to other people's perspective on on just Navelle Goddard and, and you know, having an open mind to to what they have to say. So I am becoming as something I haven't really got come across. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, no, and such a, such a powerful thing, guys. And that's, um, this is kind of like alchemy. I, I am, like when we were kind of talking about alchemy and we were kind of talking about the definitions as we kind of furthered the conversation, those definitions became more apparent and they became a little bit more applicable. Mm-hmm. probably is the best way to put it. Cause like we can define all this stuff, but does it actually apply to you? And so with, I am, I kind of think throughout this whole season, this is, we're going to kind of, this is just an introduction and we're going to be kind of answering this question of, you know, the power of, I am, especially as we start going through the books of the Bible and which really start to see the evolution of this. I am from the aspect of the law, which is the right. old Testament to the manifestation, which is going to be the New Testament, and why you have to learn one to make the other one actually um, correctly express itself. And so that's what we're going to be kind of looking at. So this this whole evolution of I am is going to kind of develop with us, but just that making a connection with it now, getting comfortable with it, you know, when you're in your, when you're doing your yoga practice, when you're, even when you're waking up and when you're going to bed, even if that's the mantra you can leave on, just I am, I am really try to see the awareness and, you know, really kind of figure out who is aware and kind of become that watcher that we kind of spoke about, you right. know, because even when you're saying like, you know, I am experiencing, you know, anxiety, right? 
it's not I am anxious. I, I am experiencing anxiety or, you know, that's, I am Daniel experiencing anxiety is really right. how I should put that. Because it's not God. God doesn't have to experience anxiety, which is the I am. You know, we that's blasphemy when we say I am sad. God's like, I'm not sad. You know what I mean? Like, I am depressed. God's like, I'm not depressed. You know, I am Daniel who is experiencing depression. That's like how you would actually phrase that because, again, I am that that universal light is just shining through and I am just a character in the story of mm-hmm. this drama of universal consciousness. Yeah, no, I love it, man. Right? So um, can we live stream your wedding? I just <laughs> thought about that. When you were just talking about that, well, that would be so fun if I could if we, just... If we can figure it out. I mean, I well, will I have my cameras. I think I could just Instagram camera it on my phone, as long as I remember to bring my phone to your wedding. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to, at random times... I'm going to just shoot it. So if you're on Instagram that night, you can get glimpses of the wedding. That's going to oh, be so much wait. fun. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun. It's um, going to be a great time. I'm very fortunate, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So exciting. Yeah. So excited. Very excited. And I get to I get to do that, you know, and I don't have to do that. And that's something else that I've always learned is that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, remember that, you know, you get to do this and it's right. a privilege rather than you Great have to yes you know and yeah. and i think a lot of people just yeah, you'll start finding these patterns more and more with other people that you talk to you know i know close family members and even friends and they are stuck always in this idea of what they've been told that they are or what they told they always will be mm-hmm. and then they're they're just literally trying to find a way out Mm-hmm. And uh, and I hope that uh, this next season, you know, not I hope, actually I know it will, but I know that we'll do this together as as we even bring up uh, numerology. I know mm-hmm. that you and I talked about this uh, before recording this first episode of the second season is, is how we're going to incorporate all these different, um, you know, uh, not just philosophies, but also um, the questions that people have sent us. And there's so many, you know, we're so thankful, you know, whether it's through Patreon, whether, whether it's through our website, or whether it's through Instagram and social media, everybody just has these most, these incredible um, uh, questions and, and ideas as to what to say more about a topic that we might have just barely scratched right. the surface on. Like today, yeah. like I am, we barely scratch the surface on this. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, and you know, really quick, I just wanted to, um, again, big thank you for everybody to be here for the second season. And I just wanted to let you all know that I hated the season finale myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting so long to tell you guys that. I was so excited to publish that episode. Eduardo and I hung out all afternoon. We were here for like, 11 hours until your fiance put me to bed on the couch. Oh, right? yeah. Um, and uh, it was the best time. So excited the next morning I woke up, right? We definitely, I definitely had too much wine. Um, <laughs> woke up so excited, posted that <laughs> podcast, just so excited to listen to it. And then I listened to it and I absolutely hated, like, Majority, like I don't even think I finished it just because I was like so disgusted. But mm. I think what was so, um, what bothered me the most about it was I just felt like I wasn't like finishing my thoughts, and I just kind of mm. felt like I just was. So I apologize. I didn't really like the person. I, I guess what I was really upset about was there was nine hours of amazing conversation. So when I woke up 
And then I like listened to it. I'm like, oh, that was the 45 minutes of conversation that I, we we captured because that whole afternoon was just like so epic. With it the was. Stuff we discussed. And I think that's what actually happened to defend Daniel. I, I personally don't think you did a bad job. And I know the fans won't probably, I mean, I haven't read any comments about that. And I try to sort of stay away from any sort of negativity that we might get. But, um, you know, I think that when you and I have these long discussions prior to recording, we solidify our point of view and we we encourage each other's, you know, um, or we give each other the the space to give an opinion. And since we did all that, it, it almost like tapped it out. And then when we had record and started going we on, just it, went on it, it's almost like we were speaking, not necessarily telepathically, but it's like, oh, I already know what you're saying. Yep. And you trust me and then I trust you. But but for the audience out they there, had no idea what they had no idea there like no why were you cutting yourself? You didn't finish that that yeah. phrase or that sentence. Uh-huh. But I think that's really what it was. So. It was so funny. I just did not like it. Don't worry, like, brother yeah, man. Was, but but either way, we're so happy that you struggled through uh, me struggling there, um, and just all the love in the world. We're so excited. I know yeah. this this uh, this. It's really like the second intro of the podcast tonight. We really didn't jump into anything too heavy, but. Really excited for these next couple of topics of Genesis and time. And I think we're going to have a conversation of where do we want to go first? Do we want to go Genesis or do we want to start looking at time, which is right. such a fascinating thing. It's so easy to when people are like, hey, what's time? Do you know what time is? And you're like, yeah. And then they explain it to me. And then you're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it gets a little bit more difficult. It does. So um, either way, it's going to be a rodeo. We're going to have a great time. No, I can't wait. And, and I know that in the last, uh, I think the last couple episodes of the first season, we talked about uh, reading a couple of the um, questions or or some of the comments that our fans make. So for, for the next episode, we have at least three different um, comments that we'll bring up great. that individuals have left us on to the podcast um, website or Instagram or Patreon where they say, hey, you know, can you give a little more explanation about these resources you've put up there and we'll have it prepared. So every episode will will be a little bit different, but for the next episode, we'll finalize what we're speaking about and, and the, or the ideas that we're, that we're presenting and then we'll go right into just like, you know, answering hopefully some questions that you might have for us and, and make them brief, you know, because we want to make sure you, the audience know that, you know, Daniel and I started this, um, you know, from not just with just love and good intention, but also it's evolved because of you and Mm -hmm. because of you, there's us. And because of us, we can make more of, of what we should always be looking after is just at looking after one another. So I just really want to thank everyone for being so patient and, and so loving and, um, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? I don't think so. No, you're good. Okay, man. Uh, well, thanks again. I really appreciate, uh, that mantra that you gave everyone today. Uh, I think it's very important and just remember what you really are and where you come from before you make such a bold statement like I am. Right. You are what dreams are made of. Love it. Right. Um, All right, man, let's do this next season right. Let's do it right. All right, until next time. Until next time. Great.